0: Podcasting from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas strip, it's Awkward Silence 2.1. And now our favorite host in this particular time spot, it's Brandon Gooch on.
1: Oh my god! I can't believe it! What's going on? My name is Brandon Gooch Han, and welcome to the debut of Awkward Silence. 2.1, right here on the Vegas Video Network. Yay, I think that deserves, let's make it sound like it's a party. Let's make it sound like there are six people in this very room right here. Now we got email at awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com, awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. There's a phone number you can dial, 866-966-4599, 966 866-966- Forty-five ninety-nine, And let's not forget, we also have live chat at vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. If you want to be a part of the show, you want to ask us a question, there's a good chance I'm going to answer that question right smack dab in the middle of the broadcast. And let's just say you missed the show. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. vegasvideonetwork.com. They have all the replays. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. And we've just been added to Roku. Wow. I'm glad I didn't smoke weed today. Uh, I think it's about time for the seamless segue to camera number two. Ooh. I know. I'm looking handsome. All right, let's do the news. So an 83-year-old great-grandmother decided to go out and get breast implants. Yes, breast implants in an 83-year-old woman. And the question I have to this woman is, how much attention do you need Look, when I see a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old with fake boobs, the first thing out of my mouth is, OMG, look at them titties. But if she's 83 years old, the first thing out of my mouth is, OMG, she needs help crossing the street. I'm just saying the only thing that those things are going to be good for is propping open the casket and lid. You're going to die soon. Was that a little dark? A little dark? Oof, okay. Meth, everybody. Let's talk about meth. It's my favorite show, Breaking Bad. So in Kentucky, they have seen a 600% increase in crime-related uh, arrest, thanks to the Kentucky Police Department. But the thing is, is the people in the Kentucky, police de- uh, K- Kentucky uh, region, <laughs> they're not thinking the cops, no. They're thinking somebody else. How about Jesus Christ, yes, son of God, bitch. <laughs> And apparently he's on the warpath. Uh, what's what's been going on is uh, pastors in the community have riled up a whole big uh, what do you call it a uh, revival? They like to call it, and they've been praying away the meth. And yes, 600 percent increase as a result of it. And I got to tell you, if I were the cops, I'd be a little bit of jealous of Jesus taking my thunder. I mean. It, Jesus, if you wanted to let everybody know that you were the one responsible, hit us up with like a tornado or, 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 or a lightning strike on a meth lab or maybe you could just wash it all away with a tidal wave. I know that's geographically impossible for Kentucky, but he's Jesus. He could snap his finger and make that kind of thing happen. But you no, know, instead, he decides to play a little low key and phone in an anonymous tip, which is not that fun. He works in mysterious ways. And let's not forget, ACDC, my favorite band of all time, has recently released Wine Bottles with uh, four of their signature songs on the cover of the label. Uh, and the funny thing is with ACDC, they're one of those rare bands that managed to succeed after the death of their original lead singer, Bon Scott, who died of alcohol poisoning. And in related news, uh, be on the lookout for Buddy Holly Airlines and Kurt Cobain Ammunition. Oh, is it Too soon? Too soon? All right, and Mike, the Situation Sorrentino has made the news. Yeah, I know. He makes me want to throw up on the inside of my mouth. Uh, He's recently made the news because Amber Crombie and Finch has asked him to stop wearing their line of clothing because they say in a quote, the Situation's association with the brand could cause a significant damage to their image. And when asked for comment, the whole state of New Jersey said, no shit, we've been telling you that for years. And Austin Powers 4 is going to be making its way to theaters within the next few years. Mike Myers has decided to dust off the Austin Powers franchise. And I do believe the working title for this new movie is Austin Powers, I Am So Sorry for Making You Sit Through the Love Guru. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? He's live? Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but today is Pahrump, Nevada's very first Gay Pride Festival, and who better to talk to than our on-the-scene correspondent, Mark Moore. Mark, what's going on in we
2: Well, put away the meth and break out the glitter, folks, because Pahrump is about to get fabulous. It's happening tonight. <laughs> what's going on down there? Um, actually, Gooch, the, uh, the scene's pretty dead. As you can see behind me, the only thing with Gay Pride seems to be this sign. I was really looking forward to a couple of dozen young Latin Adonises just greased up and freshly waxed, dancing with nothing but a bow tie and an AIDS ribbon. I um, guess they didn't get the Evite. I guess the, also the Internet p- seems to be pretty scarce around here. It's like a bar of soap in this parts. Oh, hey, well, why, why so bitter, Mark? I don't understand. Well, oh, bitter? I, I'm, Gooch is my first correspondence piece. I've done so much gay research. For the last two weeks, I've watched nothing but the Ultimate Fighter and the volleyball scene from Top Gun on an endless loop. I did my job. You know, I'm sorry these queers can't get together. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me apologize to our homosexual listeners. Uh, the views and opinions expressed by Mark Moore aren't necessarily the views and opinions expressed on Awkward Silence 2.1 right. and the Vegas Video right. Network. Right. I, I got to let the I'm public sorry. know.
2: I'm sorry. You know, I just worked so damn hard. You know, I, I wanted to party, Iceman style. You know, volleyball is a tough game to play by yourself, Gooch. You know, who will be my goose? Somebody, somebody.
1: <laughs> kind of left me speechless. I think it's time to pass the mic. We're so metal when we go to the mailbag. All right. This is the portion of the show where you get to ask me, the host, a question just by email. Awkward, at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com, and we also have live chat as well. That's going on right now as we speak. And uh, we actually got an email, and this is from Mike, and Mike wants to know why I am such an asshole. Hmm, it's a good question, Mike. It's good to see that I'm shining through already in episode number one. But, uh, Mike, to answer your question, it's because it's in my blood. I come from a long line of assholes. My grandfather, Robert Hahn, was actually kicked out of the Toledo sports arena for throwing a rocks glass at wrestler Bobo Brazil. Yes, a professional wrestler. He got so angry, he threw a rocks glass at him. And my grandmother didn't even need to get a phone call from him in the police department because he was actually on the nightly news. And my father managed to get kicked out of the whole country of Italy, and that's a long story. And then now you see this asshole perfection right here in front of you. And uh, we got another question, and this one's from Brian, and Brian wants to know, if I had to have gay sex with somebody, who would it be? Bernie Kosar. There needs to be an explanation. He's Bernie Kosar. Whatever. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Let's take a station ID, and we'll be back with our
2: headliner. No pressure. Hi, I'm... Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers from... Can't think of the name on my damn show. It's off another four letter words and you're watching the Vegas Video Network, I think.
1: You know, I'd like to change my answer to the person I'd like to have homosexual with, to, uh, to Dennis Silvers. Let him know that I, let him know it's going to happen. All right, and now it's time for our headliner. Uh, this guy is actually a comedian, he's an actor, and he's the producer of Playboy Comedy down at the Palms Hotel. He does it every Thursday through Saturday, Thursday 10 o'clock, Friday uh, 10 o'clock, at Saturday you got 8 and 10 o'clock shows. This week Mark Maron is a headliner, but let's talk. To Court Macau. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man?
0: All right. Good, man. That's for the most down. applause I've gotten in years. I got well, right you know, now. Exactly. All four of those sons of bitches out there applauding. It's amazing, man. I feel I feel welcome here.
1: Well, you know, that's how we like to make you feel. I mean, you're a big deal. I mean, honestly, you're down at the Palms, you got the Playboy show down there.
0: I know, and you come here and there's like four of those toothless guys like all sharing a cheeseburger out front. <laughs> and it's like it's it's a you feel good. You come in here and you think, Man, I've I made it. Man. Exactly. I made it. Look at these teeth. Yeah. I well mean, there was somebody. like there was like five people and four teeth. You know, that <laughs> right. was like all together. It was incredible. It was incredible. I, I was a little afraid, but good to be here.
1: Right on. So uh, how long has the uh, Playboy show been going down at the Palms?
0: Well, we've been, I've actually had a show at the Palms now. It'll be, March will be eight years. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time, man. It's been, we've been there. We started out as a Hollywood comedy tour and we did that for a couple of years. And then we brought Playboy in when they built the Playboy club, which, you know, it was, it, was, it had to be done because mm-hmm. like, you know, if you go back to the history of Playboy clubs, You know, Playboy Square, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, when they first started the clubs, there weren't comedy clubs across the country. You know, there weren't improvs and ha-has and bananas and, you know, yuckles and chuck-chucks or whatever the hell these places are. There was just Playboy Clubs. And that's where Steve Martin, Lenny Bruce, Dick Gregory, um, you know, George Carlin, that's where these guys performed. And so when when I found out they were building a Playboy Club at the Palms, I'm like, you know, it's a casino. You know, it's a casino and a nightclub, and there wasn't really any entertainment going to be there. So I went to Playboy, and I had this idea. I said, why don't we do a comedy club, an old-school comedy club, a beautiful lounge, you know, intimate, you know, 200 seats. And let's have big headliners, like the up-and-comers, the guys that are the, the, they're the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll say, you know, you go to any comedy club in Vegas, and we, uh, by far, in my opinion, and that's really all, the only opinion that matters,
1: is that it is, we have the best comics in the country. At mm-hmm. our clubs. It's very hard to dispute that. I mean, like I just brought up earlier, he had uh, Mark Maron, who's, who's Marin who's huge. Man. I mean, like yeah. these podcasts nowadays. I mean, that's, that's uh, to me, that really freaks me out. These podcasts because it's kind of taking over FM radio, which is where I make a lot of my bread and butter yeah. is right now on Comp ninety two point three. But the thing is, is Mark Maron, he's got that W two F podcast, and he was just on the show yesterday. Yeah. And I mean, that guy, he's a huge name in comedy. And, you know, and the thing is, though, is that's the norm for the Playboy comedy. Your
0: yeah, norm, I mean, it's norm. funny because I've known Marin for a long time. I've known Marin for about 10 years. And and we were talking about this this morning at Coffee. We are talking about, like, you know, he started as a doorman at the comedy store in, like, 86, 87. And he was there, like, with, he ran around with Sam Kennison and, you know, and all those guys back in the day. And, I mean, he's got some great stories. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got great stories. And he's been around for a long time. It's It's amazing to me how it's taken this long for people to really latch on to Mark Maron, because he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. He always has been. And it's like, I mean, he did an Air America radio. He did, you know, he's done a lot of stuff, but it's finally gone to, you know, it's kind of like, it's the way the, the way the country is right now. You know, you create your own thing, and, you know, and if it's great, people get, get on board and they love it. And, I mean, you look at the list of people he's interviewed. I mean, it's everyone from Robin Williams to Jonathan Winters. I mean, we were talking about his Jonathan Winters interview when he went up to visit his house in uh, Santa Barbara. And they, like, they go out to lunch together and the guy, the guy puts on a safari hat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, how cool would that be? You're right. hanging out with Jonathan Winters. You know, and he goes, I'm looking into his eyes, and I'm seeing just, it's dark in there. Right, right, <laughs> It's right. dark
1: in there. Well, and, and that's the thing, like, you were just talking about uh, latching on to things. I mean, do you think the fact that you switched over from the Hollywood comedy to the Playboy comedy, do you think that's been even more embraced in the Las Vegas scene? Um, you know, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it makes that big of a difference.
0: I know that it's a, a great branding. I love, I've, I've worked, I used to host the morning show for Playboy Radio, so I've worked with Playboy for a long time. And it's nice that you have a playmate out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a dude. I mean, come on. It's right. nice that there's, you know, there's tits and ass out there. Mm-hmm. It's Vegas. You know, let's be realistic. You know, I mean, it's, you know, if you basically paraded a naked chick around on stage for 10 minutes, people would buy it.
1: Yeah. You know? You're going to hear no booze. You're not going
0: to hear booze. And, and it's, but at the same time, though, it really breaks down to the quality of comedians you have. I mean, I, I've always produced a show that, you know, my opinion has been, I'm a comedian, so, like, I don't, I don't ever want to have a show where it's like you know, people walk in, they go, eh, that was okay. You know, I want people to walk out of there going, wow. Like last night, we had probably, there's probably half the crowd, you know, we had about 140, 150 people there last night, and I would say half the people were there to see Mark Marin. and then the other half were just there to see a comedy show, and they didn't know. And the funny thing was is when they walked out of there, those other half, those people, we're huge Marin fans at the end of the mm-hmm. day, and that's what I want people to do. I want them to leave there and go, "Wow, you know," because I have some comics people I haven't heard of, like Ian Bag or you know Sebastian Maniscalco, who may not be the biggest name, you know, on their But on they their, deliver. But they are awesome comedians, you know. I mean, I've been at the comedy store. I've been a regular there for eight years now, and I see guys that just like nobody knows about. They're they're phenomenal comics. They've been doing it for ten years, twelve years. I mean, Marin's been doing it for twenty years.
1: And people are just now knowing who this guy is. It's a shame. What do you think the secret is like, to actually kind of rise up in this game? I, you there's know, a lot of funny guys out there that no one knows. And I, then you'll see somebody on Letterman or something, and you're like, I, this guy is... I don't get it.
0: I don't get it. There is no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's, there, isn't, there really isn't. I mean, it's like, why is Kim Kardashian famous?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Why is this... This chick makes
0: $12 million a year. $12 million a year. She makes $56,000 a day. That's a fact. A school teacher in America makes $43,000 a year. This country's screwed up. I mean, if, the, if that's the way we're doing it, I mean, what has she really ever done? I mean, what, like, like a guy named Ray J pees on her in a video. Exactly. and she's And she's famous. Yeah. I mean, it's like, shit, for $6 million a year, he can shit on my chest on a daily basis. <laughs> right. You know?
1: I the mean, thing it's is like, though, nobody heard of Ray J. He pees on Kim Kardashian. She becomes famous. And then all of a sudden, Ray J ends up getting his own reality show where it's like a rock of love type thing yeah. where these girls are competing for his affection. Yeah, I just don't get thanks it. to the golden shower. It's like, that's
0: the whole thing. It's like, what are we. What are we what are we idolizing now? We don't idolize like we don't idolize people we should be idolizing. I mean, you know, you go back, you know, I mean what Scully? The guy lands a plane, I thing. We make this guy, I mean, he's I mean, I he did a great thing. Mm-hmm. He did a great thing. He's doing his fucking job. Right. Right. He's doing his job. You know, what happens if the guy just like nosedives and then go, "Oh, what an asshole." <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like right. that it's like, you know, you can't it's like this guy was doing his job. He he is a hero. He is right. a hero. You know, but it's like, the guy didn't walk on the moon. I mean, you know, we used to have people that walked on the moon. They're heroes. People have been walking on the moon in the last 10 years. Do you know anybody that's been walking on the moon the last 10 years? Right. Fuck no, because we don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we care about Kim Kardashian selling knockoff handbags at Sears. And we care about, you know, the situation. And Now, I will say this about Jersey Shore. Now, I'm not a fan. I don't watch the show. But at least they managed to get drunk enough to beat each other up. That, that for that our least, entertainment. For our entertainment. Thank now you. that that's a gift. That's right. a gift. You can to be that big of a douchebag, is a gift. You know that's something you got you got to say. Yeah, that's that's
1: interesting. Well, you know what's interesting? The, I think what you're saying is is I, we love to see people get what they deserve. And like and when you watch somebody like The Situation or whoever the other guys yeah. are on this show get punched in the face, it's like thank God somebody did something because they've been having having it coming forever. That's kind of like why I loved. Um, it's the same reason why I loved uh, uh, to catch a predator. Yeah. You know, like we saw these bad guys get exactly what was coming to them. And then what happened? The show gets taken off the air because one of these kid touchers ends up putting a gun to his head, pulls the trigger when they're outside knocking on his front door. The guy's sister ends up suing NBC, and for what? They were doing the public service. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and they and they never get, and then and the people that uh, and the people that actually try to make a difference, they never get seen, they never get they never get paraded around. It's only the people that go out there and show everybody how you can make it by using the least amount of intelligence possible. And it's sickening to watch. It is. I mean, you know, we've got we we we've got a
0: real problem in this country. Our kids are not educated. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a bunch of idiots running around. You know, they're all sitting out in front of this building right now. You know, <laughs> living proof that education doesn't work. You know, in in this country. And I. <laughs> (laughs) I. I mean, you've got kids going to public school that are basically in fifth grade, and they're out in front of the bus stop, you know, taking their toothbrush and, you know, carving a shiv so they Mm. can make it through recess, you know? Right, right. And it's like, or you've got to spend, you know, $40,000 a year on first grade. It's just, it's ridiculous. This country's going to a place where it's just, it's hard to live. It's hard. It's very difficult. And, you know, and there's so much unemployment. There's not, you know, there's, and we're we're all blaming Obama. It's all Obama's fault. You know, but we had a retard in the, you know, in the office for eight years Mm -hmm. that kind of got us here, you know. Mm -hmm. But we're blaming him for all the problems that we have because he's half black. Right. You know, it's like, you know, we don't blame the half white guy. We blame the half black guy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I I don't know. I'm. I'm dis- I woke up disgusted this
1: morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Looked at yeah. the newspaper, threw yeah. up everywhere. I yeah. understand. Well, that's because. Uh, is there anything else that we can possibly do about it? I mean, we can't really have censorship on these shows. I mean, are, should no. we be allowed to watch? Should we be allowed to broadcast like Teen Mom, which gives young girls the idea that hey, I could go out there, spit out some guy's baby, and then make a television show and well, make it that. Well, way.
0: no. It all breaks down to it all breaks down to people having such a low self-esteem that they're willing to let somebody. come come in and exploit their lives to the fullest Mm -hmm. I mean it's like you've got someone you know this Octomom thing it's like you know there's who gives a shit Mm -hmm. you know about this woman she had what nine ten whatever kids at whatever it is at one time and it's like she did it you know who cares Mm -hmm. she can't pay her rent you know I don't care anymore what you know what has she ever done you know, and she basically stuck eight kids up her vagina mm-hmm. and said, you know, here, give me money. You know, I, I John and Kate plus I, none of this stuff. I don't care. Right. But but see, people seem to want to watch this. And I can't figure out why we want to watch this. I understand why you want to watch a car chase to the end. I mm-hmm. get that. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of excitement in that. But why do you want to watch some lady chase eight kids around for, for, exactly. for five days? Exactly. I mean, it bores the shit out of me. I don't get it. So
1: we uh, have a live chat question. Scott, what's up? Yeah. so Nate wants to know, so we get that there's a lot of negative stuff there. What's the stuff that makes you guys laugh? Wow, what makes
0: me laugh? Modern Family makes me laugh. That's a funny show. Modern Family makes me laugh. I'll be honest with you, that's a, that's a, that's a quality-ass show. Mm-hmm. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy something like that.
1: Modern Family. You know, I think that that, that show's actually really clever. The, this, the uh, sense of humor is really dry. The jokes come from out of nowhere. Yeah. You know what other show I like is Archer. You ever watch Archer on I don't FX? Watch, no. Oh, dude, that's a funny show. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, it, the
0: way that America is right now, it's great for stand-up comedians because I've got to oh. be honest with you. It's like, uh, you know, all you've got to do is, you don't even have to go three pages deep in a newspaper now to find about 10 minutes of new material. Oh, for sure. You know, it's like, um, And it's great for comedy clubs because, I mean, you're going through your everyday life and it's like, and it sucks. And it's like, and you know, and it's time to go to a comedy club and just get out of it, you know, just get out of your head for a little while, Mm -hmm. but And I don't know. I think there's so many things that are funny in this world now. You know, I mean, you know, just there's
1: idiots out there. Well, that's well, especially if you're if you're able to voice your opinion, especially if you're look be able to look at somebody and just kind of pick apart their flaws. I mean, how can you not? Just like you were saying, like, I think the best time in comedy ever was when Bush was running the office. I mean, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was just nonstop hilarity all the time. And and I know it sounds like. Uh, you know, comics were were negative. It's not the fact that we're negative, it's just that we look at certain things and we like to point out how how dumb it is and make everybody laugh as a result. That guy was completely retarded. (laughs) I mean, completely
0: retarded. This guy won twice. He didn't win once, he won twice. Right. He's retarded. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy is illiterate retard, didn't have a job till he was 40, and we elect this motherfucker president twice. You know, and then we're going, our economy, we had a tr- trillion dollar, uh, you know, uh, surplus, and now we're a, you know, multi-trillion dollar deficit, and we're going, how did it happen? Right. It's like, well, you let this retard spend it all. You know, I mean, it's, we're lucky we don't just have, like, this massive amount of slinkies running around, because that's about all that guy really understands. It's like, slinky, It goes slinky. over the stairs. Yeah, look at it, it's down the
1: White House steps. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you think Barack Obama should do about it? Me, personally, I, uh, I'm He's a little fucked. upset at the guy. He is fucked. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He would. I've never seen a president walk into a worse situation. And it's uh, it's unbelievable because you see these uh, bumper stickers uh, by these hardcore Tea Partiers and the right-wingers that say, you know, I'll show a picture of Bush, and it's him waving, going, hey, you miss me yet? And no, no, we don't. Well, there was a- but the thing is, with Barack Obama, it's like uh, what's upsetting about him is he is not laying down the, the iron fist and just, hey, look, this is how things have to be because that's exactly what George Bush did. That's what Reagan did. So why can't he, why isn't he doing the same thing? He's trying to make too many people happy and well, it's
0: not working. Well, here's the problem is he is laying down the iron fist, especially lately what he's been doing, but the more he lays down the iron fist, the more he gets pushed back because you got to realize, you know, we're, we're a sea of Republicans now. Yeah. And, and that, that all happened in the last election two years ago, you know, or a year and a half ago. And so now he doesn't have as many allies there. And I mean, I, I, it's a perfect example. Is like I was watching this CNN video from Pierce Morgan, where this woman who's a big, uh, she ran for senator, I think, in, in Connecticut or somewhere. I can't remember where she was. And she's written this book. She's a big Tea Party person. She wrote this book about, every, about all her stuff. And he basically asked her on the program about her opinion on gay marriage. And it's in the book. She writes about her opinion of gay marriage in the book. She won't answer the question. She wants to only talk about things that are non-controversial so that she can come you know, in other words, they want to write about it, but they don't wanna there's no defense for it. It's like Sarah Palin. It's like we really you really somebody really thinks that this woman would be an effective president. They have got to be insane. Mm -hmm. You've got to be insane to think that this woman could have any could do anything good for this country. Right. You know, literally. I mean she is it's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me that we think, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not left-wing or right-wing, you know. It's like I want what's best, you know, you know politically. It's just such a, it's such a broad thing that, like, people always say, well, you don't understand, you don't understand. Well, you know what? We should get rid of everybody. Get Clear the whole White House. Clear the Congress. Clear the Senate. Clear everybody out and start all over again, you know. And I think if you do something like that, then you got a shot. But other than that, we don't got a shot. It they're, they're
1: there. Well, there's just too much bickering going on. This whole two-party system. Uh, and now it's just you have Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> yeah. And to me, me personally, I think the worst thing that could happen in these debates is the fact that you have somebody Republican from Massachusetts. Why can't it have, you know, so-and-so from Massachusetts? Why does? It, why do we have to know what political party he's affiliated with? When we're all we got to do is listen to him talk. All we got to do is listen to him talk about what he thinks should the way the country should be. But instead, they got to lump him into that team, and everybody jumps aboard. Uh, we got another chat question what's going on Scott
0: yeah Ray wants to know just from a from a committee perspective what is the the core that makes something is something funny is it the truth I mean is it truth-based what in your opinions when you guys are doing stand-up uh is the core to making something funny uh what is the core to making something funny um yeah I think truth and I think uh I used to, you know, it's it's like funny. Like I don't like the whole shock idea. Like shocking, you know, to shock somebody into something. You know, I don't think is 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 all, is all that effective. I think it's truth. I think you're you're telling the truth from you know your warped perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think is I I don't. I mean, all comics. We're a dark, sick, self-loathing. We hate ourselves. You know, I mean, basically, I'm going to leave here. And I'm going to go crawl into a ball, masturbate and cry, <laughs> you know,
1: because. And this is the guy who just spent Fourth of July at the uh, Playboy Mansion, by yeah, the way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's because that's what I do. You know, right. basically, I like I'll be in a, I'll be in a fetal position crying after I masturbate and, you know, because I'm ashamed of myself. But um, and then I'll think of something to talk about, you know, uh, you know, about. Public school system, right? You know, right? As I'm,
1: <laughs> oh, this might. Yeah, they're homeschooling more now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think. I think it's the truth. It just like you were saying too. Shock is so old now. Uh, yeah. Before, like when when Doug Stanhope came out, uh, it, you, I, I love Stanhope. I but love Every Stanhope. young comic thinks that that's the way it has to be, where you got to talk about abortions and talk about babies dying and uh, you know and rape and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be that way. It, it could just be. Something that you find funny, it doesn't have to go that far. Now, granted, he could pull it off. Actually, I read one brilliant tweet, and it was, uh, the one person wrote, the best comics in the nation today are Doug Stanhope, Dave Attell, and Louis C.K. The problem with comedy is every comic is trying to be Doug Stanhope, Dave Attell, or Louis C.K. Be yourself. Just like where it was talking about, the truth is the funniest thing. Yeah, I tell you,
0: my favorite, my one of my favorites out there is Bill Burr. Oh, Burr! He's Bill a Burr genius. is one of my all time
1: favorites. Genius! Yeah. I love that guy. All right, so uh, we're getting ready to wrap things up, and I want to thank you for stopping by. But yeah. uh, I but hope I hope all four of you people watching the <laughs> show, I hope you
0: had a good time. I hope you learned something. Stay in school. Carve a shiv out of your toothbrush.
1: Take care of yourself and. Uh, you know, good. <laughs> You're an inspiration to us all. But before we leave, uh, we like to play a little game. It's called, uh, well, actually, not we. We like to play. This is the very first time, this very first time we're going to play the game. It's called 3 Under 30. Basically, I ask you uh, three questions that you got to answer in under 30 seconds. Right. And if you win, you get a helicopter or something. OK. All right. Uh, Scott, you got the timer? Ready. And here we go. First question, what is the capital of Ohio? Columbus. All right. Second question. Who is the 16th president of the United States of America? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Jesus. That was 30 seconds already. Wow. wow. <laughs> Ooh. Fuck. No helicopter. No helicopter for you. Well, Courtney, I got to thank you very Thanks, much brother. for stopping by. We appreciate it. Once again, Playboy comedy every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down at the Palms. Thursday at 10, Friday at 10, Saturday you got 8 and 10. This week, don't forget to catch Mark Maron. He'll be there tonight and tomorrow as well. I want to thank Court McCown, and I want to thank you, the good viewer, for tuning in to Awkward Silence 2.1 on the Vegas Video Network. Let's just say you've tuned in and only caught the last five seconds. Don't worry about it. We'll be showing reruns on uh, VegasVideoNetwork.com, iTunes, Roku, and YouTube. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to uh, jump on courtmccown.com as well. Had to throw that in there. Oh, thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Thank you very much for thanks, stopping buddy. by, man. Thanks, Gooch. We'll see you next Friday at 1230.